Hi, this is Safia. Hi, this is Sue. Welcome to Young Reads, your resident book nerds, where we force you to, to read, read the, the books that we like. Okay, guys. Hi. hi. Alright, this is a brand new episode of Young Reads and we are coming to you with a brand new book review slash analysis, mm-hmm. okay? So, um, we are going to talk about Victoria, well, V.E. Schwab's uh, famous, well-known adult, yeah, adult fantasy mm-hmm. called The Darker Shade of Magic. This is the first book of the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, at this point of time, uh, her whole trilogy is completed. You can actually find it in any stores, but Correct. not all stores. But mm-hmm. she's not that accessible compared to like other books that we've read, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she wouldn't. Uh, if you want to find her books, it will not be parked under the YA section or no, even no, no. fantasy. I don't Do you think really think so? It was part where where we found her books mm-hmm. uh, at our local bookstore. Right. It was parked under horror. Oh, that's that okay. Was, was it the difficult. Savage Song? Was it under Savage Song, or was it for um, like a darker shade of magic? Darker shades of magic. Interesting. Savage Song was under the fantasy bookshelf. But I've seen it moved. Uh, mm-hmm. The Savage Song one is now currently in the bookstore that we always go to. Mm-hmm. Is under YA. So it's yeah, a really bit like it's, being moved it's very around. interesting. It's very interesting because like it seems like our bookstores don't know where to park uh, Schwab. And interestingly enough, I think this is just how it is. Mm-hmm. Even if in general, because people don't seem to know whether to park her under high fantasy or fantasy or YA. Mm-hmm. I checked on her website though. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she claims or she cited that a darker shade of magic uh, is actually a part of her adult fantasy series. Adult fantasy. Uh, right. Same goes as Vicious, which is a book that you're currently reading right now mm-hmm. from Schwab. Mm-hmm. I think most people know Schwab. If you are a fantasy reader, you would know her from the Vicious tr- uh, at this point. It's a trilogy, but I mm-hmm. think at this point, it's only been two books out. Okay. In fact, for me, when that's I very f- interesting. Was Vicious her first? I don't know. Book? I'm not really sure. But here's the thing, and it's actually quite old. It mm-hmm. came out in 2015, I think. Vicious. Oh. So I'm not sure when the Darker Shade of Magic came out. Uh, I don't think we have it with us. Yeah, but the thing for me, my my first at, um introduction to Schwab was actually through Vicious. I remember putting Vicious under my to-read list on Goodreads mm-hmm. uh, but eventually what was more accessible, available to me was The Darker Shade of Magic. So, um, Sulin brought hers from Popular, right? You brought yep, correct. your copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got mine from um, Bookalicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of, I, I mean, I'm a bit bougie lah. I didn't want the normal <laughs> cover. The I one, got the accessible one. The accessible one. The I popularized cover uh, at that point. Yep. Uh, it was, well, I think it's around the 30 to 35 ringgit range, I'm I sure. I no clue. Yeah. I got mine the Tor edition. Now, Tor is a well-known fantasy publisher. So, uh, their covers are a lot more aesthetically pleasing. Uh, I once claimed to Sue that A Darker Shade of Mag- uh, Magic, the, this particular copy that I own, is possibly the most beautiful book cover I have mm-hmm. in my collection um, so I got my first um, well Darker Shade of Magic at 59 ringgit well 60 ringgit 59.90 right mm-hmm. 60 ringgit lah so I got mine from Bookalicious um, and I got my other two uh, uh, the other two books uh, from the trilogy 
from the Lit Bookstore, uh, which is in, I believe, in Aradamansara. And they should be around the same price range as well, if you're looking for the Thor cover copies. Lah. Mm. Um, fun fact, when I went to get A Darker Shadow Magic, uh, actually the other two books, at the Lit, bo- Lit Bookstore, they mm. were selling only one copy of the special black cover edition for A Darker Shadow Magic with character drawings inside. Mm-hmm. And it is a signed copy, mm. and it was retailing at hundred and ten ringgit. And I was kind of like, "Oh, that's ooh." I mean, the owner was kind of like seducing me with his collection. He was saying, "Do you want one? It's the last one." But you know, I clutched my purse tight, and I left the bookstore with what I wanted <laughs> initially. Uh, thankfully, I'm not thinking too much about it, so that mm-hmm. means I uh, my pockets are sa- my savings are uh, is safe for now. For another set. Uh, for another <laughs> set, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're here to talk about a darker shade of magic. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start with our usual review structure. We're gonna look at plot, uh, style, and characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you are interested with Schwab, this, you might want to listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Sue, maybe can you read us uh, the synopsis of a darker shade of magic for us? All right. So the synopsis starts with Welcome to Grey London Dirty and boring without any magic With one mad, mad king George III And then there's Red London Where life and magic are revered And White London A city slowly being drained Through magical war Down to its very bones And once upon a time There was Black London But no one speaks of that now Do you want me to read the full oh, synopsis? read the full thing Okay So officially Kel is the Red Traveller one of the last magicians who can travel between the worlds, acting as ambassador and messenger between the Londons in service of the Marash Empire. Unofficially, he's a smuggler, which is a dangerous hobby for him to have, as proved when Cal stumbles into a setup with a forbidden token from Black London. Fleeing into Grey London, Cal runs a fall of Delilah Bard. A cut purse with lofty aspirations who first robs him, then saves him from a dangerous enemy, and then forces Kel to spirit her to another world for a proper adventure. But perilous magic is afoot, and treachery lurks at every turn. To save all of the worlds, they'll first need to stay alive. Yeah, so a darker shade of magic, just from that synopsis, you know you're going to expect a lot of action, you're going to expect mm. a lot of magic, you're going to expect like some crazy world building. Yes. So, Sue, what drew you to wanting to read A Darker Shade of Magic? It was you. You told me about Schwab and you told me about her books. So yeah, I and just started funnily enough, read I've never read it. Exactly. I, 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 I held on to this first. copy. I held on to this copy for a good like two years. <laughs> two years? Two years. I just kept it in my collection, making it look pretty only. Like I didn't dare to not didn't dare to read it. I was more I bought it for more of the uh, the cover. Believe it or not Like I like the sound of the idea But mm-hmm. I felt like Ah this book uh, seems a bit hard I, I don't know why I have this feeling in my head This is not YA This is high fantasy mm-hmm. Therefore I'm feeling quite dumb right now <laughs> I might not get this world building thing Even though it sounds really interesting There are mm-hmm. four Londons So imagine yeah. There are four Londons They're parallel to each other in a way Alright uh, There's so just like a distinctive feature mm. For each London So it feels like It is London mm-hmm. split into four um, characteristics, split yeah. into four features. Four there are four Londons, but and yet they, they are not Londons at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, uh, yeah, we're gonna get into that, like mm-hmm. how each London are are different. Mm-hmm. Um, so you 
got into it. Yep. Yeah. I I started reading and uh, I liked it for the world building actually mm. because it was reminiscent of certain other fantasy novels that I had started off with or that I remember and continued reading I was able to read until the end because of the the setting mm. and I quite liked the characters Cal mm. Lila uh-huh. and uh, then when it went in the second book because when I bought when I bought the books I bought all three at one go yeah I had that much faith in Young's uh, recommendations. recommendations that's how of much of a person right? who, who hasn't ne- even read the book exactly. yet exactly <laughs> so I, I read the second book and I loved the second book yeah. So the first book to me was a lot of world building. Mm. It gave a lot of insight to her style of writing. So right. I liked her style of writing. Right. Um, but the action or character development I felt really was dealt Solidified. into in the second book. Exactly. So mm. then I liked the second book and I continued on to the third book. And and you, okay, so le- maybe we could start with the... Uh, since we're already talking about the style... Uh, it seems that like you're insinuating to the style already. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's just start with that. Go to the plot. Oh, oh no, writing no, style? I think I just want de- to oh, delve okay. deeper on that. I remember you said that um, you you said that the first book is all about world building. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sounds like a fantasy, high fantasy writer. Mm-hmm. And then you said like, oh, young, you know, hell on to this. Starting from book two, completely changed. It's gonna mm-hmm. be like it sounds like a YA. Mm-hmm. Do you think so? Yep. Do you really think because so? I read this book after I was done with. Mortal Instruments mm. with uh, Sarah Mas yeah, stuff, yeah, and yeah. So that was at that point, uh, I was already very much immersed in what was considered as YA. So when I came into this, it was it felt like, oops, wait, I'm going back into certain fantasy setting, high fantasy, setting yeah. building, and then after that, oh hey, yeah. this is a lot more, slightly more emotional, slightly more. Um, character focused As in for book 2 Yeah for book 2 So like so for me My experience with reading Schwab Because this is my first book Reading some of her works It was a definitely A voice change Like A, 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 sh- a shift in gear In fact Because um, I agree with Sue In the first book A Darker Shade of Magic um, is a l- It focuses a lot On the Understanding how the world works How mm-hmm. How do these Four Londons Came about uh, Come about um, and how does Kel travel And what is actually his function as an Atari, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Atari? Atari? Atari, Atari Atari is like the game console So um, I It's very weird Like I, I kept telling Sue about this With, with um, Schwab's style It's not as It doesn't Grab my attention as much as how Cassandra Clare did or Sarah J. Maas did. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt entirely unfamiliar to me. Maybe I would like to say maybe this is where she is a, a contemporary of like Sanderson or like Rothfuss. I mean, she's kind of part of that gang because the tone of the writing was very different. Um, how it is written is different. It's, again, like she said, it's an adult fantasy, so it's really definitely not much. Um, YA mm-hmm. um, Yes There's a focus On world building I I What helped on ha, What helped me on Primarily Because knowing that Sue said That book 2 Is going to sound like YA So I was kind of like Okay I'm just This is unfamiliar to me But okay it's fine I'm just going to like Hold on to it I'm going to get to the second book mm-hmm. uh, But Without me realising 
I disagree with Sue on this front. I actually felt like her style is very consistent. Her tone, her tone is completely consistent. It's very much Schwab's. Mm. Now I have not read enough high fantasy to to say is this common or is this like a normal style. In fact, is it bad? Um, it's definitely different from a typical YA fantasy. It is high fantasy, and um, the only other high fantasy that I've read is. Uh, Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn uh, whereby now that is a male author whereby his style is very much world building concepts uh, not much of character focus with Schwab and again typically of female authors we care a bit more about our characters feelings how do we develop the characters but that being said in this book she didn't explore that much as well it's still mm-hmm. a bit in the first book in the first book it was very like his what it is Here's the story. Here's the scoop. So for me, throughout the book, I felt like I'm I'm running mm-hmm. because we're just grinding through just different scenes, right? Of 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 like happenings, and we just need to get to to a point. It was very her style is very much uh, goal oriented. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that could be the focus where she's trying to set up everything? Like this is the scenario. You have London. You have London that are four different Londons, and she has Cal being that re- the traveler mm-hmm. go through each of the Londons, mm-hmm. and you get to see. So what's the landscape mm. like for this London? Okay, mm-hmm. then now you move on, and you see what's the landscape like for this London. And mm-hmm. then as he goes along, mm-hmm. visiting each of these Londons, you get the history. For each London mm-hmm. being unraveled mm-hmm. as he as he travels through them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know after he does that cycle, of course he doesn't go into Black London yet physically. Yeah, but there's always like hints or uh, murmurs of what Black London is. Yeah, perhaps I'm mixing it up a little bit. It does get more prominent in the second book. Yeah, and uh, but you get a bit of history. Yeah, yeah. You get a little it's bit purely of how just it's like been hey, this is uh, the way, how the way the world works, and mm-hmm. in one sense, because I was a bit nervous going into this book, because I'm like I'm not great with concepts, mm-hmm. so like the reason why I avoid a lot of sci-fi and fantasy, high fantasy, is the fact that the the world is so rich, and I'm such a character-driven person. I'm very simple, mm-hmm. so like what if I get overwhelmed and I don't understand? Because with Mistborn, to this day, I still don't get this whole alloy mency thing. How does the system works? All right, but with Shop, I have to say though, it is. For a person who's dumb like me, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very refined the way the way she explains it. Yeah. So it was simple. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was there's depth and yet it was simple to understand. I, I agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I like to see the world that mm. she has built mm-hmm. as uh, different parts or different sides mm-hmm. to to this to this place we know mm. or to or the place signifies like. A person or uh, something, okay, mm. and then you see different sides of it in different scales of the spectrum, different sides of the spectrum. I see. How I, would I you like describe? How would you so describe Schwab's voice as an author? Mm. In what sense? Huh? Because, okay. like Cassandra Clare, mm-hmm. I would just say, oh, it's just a very sassy author. Very sassy Whereas like for me With Schwab It feels like She's a, this very Like learned woman mm-hmm. Very like Wise And straightforward yep, No yep. bullshit I would I would also label that As straightforward Yeah, yeah. 
she has description, mm-hmm. but it's not flowery description. Yep. Even though she does a lot of setting, it's just it's all there. And she doesn't over romanticize things. Yeah. 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 Which make her 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 voice as an author, or maybe her approach to her writing is very much um, almost gender neutral. You see. Mm. Because Sanderson and his other comrades, like they write like it's very male writing, like, like male writing in what sense? Like hero character, like it's very it follows the traditional tropes whereby like there's a hero journey, the man is like the main characters, you know, they go through their turmoil and then eventually they have this higher reason that they need to achieve. Like it's like it follows a typical trope, mm-hmm. whereas like Macham if and. Uh, I'm going to go into a bit of characterization here or the portrayal of the yeah, characters yeah. for sure is how gender does not matter mm-hmm. in her works especially for these three books okay we're not going to talk about the three books but for me for my introduction it's just like the portrayal of Lila the portrayal of Kel mm-hmm. the characters are just characters point blank the gender does not tie to them so much yeah. um, and how do I get that feeling? It's through how she just glances over, like glosses over certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Rai is bisexual. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. but she doesn't focus on that too much. It's just like it's a matter of fact. Yes, yes. It's very matter of fact. Yes. Kel is emotional. Then that's it. Yeah. That's it. He's a man, but he's emotional. I actually, quite like. Quite like that uh, The way she does it I know it doesn't go too much She doesn't go too much Into exploring The Each of the characters Thoughts And feelings And how they react To certain situations In particular But I like how she keeps Everyone On equal footing Yes That's so, a very nice way of explaining it Yeah, yeah. I guess I really like Lila Right uh, But when Kel was first introduced And yeah. you get You'll get the first few chapters of full Kel Yeah All the way I like Kel Yeah And then when Rai was introduced I like Rai Oh my god when I love Rai My favourite like character is Rai la, In <laughs> the first book uh, Rai is my favourite character I mean I don't know Getting to Lila's part in the first book Was a mm-hmm. bit uh, Late for me Like it's not It's like We know of Lila How they meet uh, Okay mm-hmm. Sounds a bit I'm going to chapter, uh, plot already And I want I don't want to go there just yet mm-hmm. I want to spend A bit more time Talking about the characters Kel To be honest Reminds me Of Newt Scamander I don't know Who Newt Scamander is He's from Fantastic, uh, Fantastic Beasts And Where to Find Them It's, mm-hmm. it's J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter world um, Not a fan Just to be honest guys I'm not really a fan Of that world building uh, mm-hmm. But Newt's character Is very endearing And Kel Kind of gave me vibes It could be the red hair It could be the fact That they're both Very tall and they have long coats I've only re- I only remember him From the movie I didn't even recognise the name mm. <laughs> Even when you've talked about his name A couple of times yep. But now now that you've described him yep. Isn't he the one who keeps going He's the main character right? Who keeps going around With that suitcase yep, Full of his exactly. You know his world Trinkets yeah. And he just goes around You know Going everywhere yep. And he's just very straight that, that very straightforward person I'm going to go get my things exactly. Or I'm just going to go to this place mm-hmm. And after I'm going to go inside Yeah <laughs> Yeah 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 yep. Yeah, okay I mean, Cal Cal Yeah, somewhat similar But entirely not the same Cal mm. uh, is uh, As a hero though Like, you finally get to see it. Talking about gender again Like, you can see how um, Here we have a man Who struggles with The feeling to belong Very emotional Compared that to like Lila The female, the, the female lead, right Where she's just Pure badass 
question mm-hmm. Do you think she's as badass as Emma Custis? Lila Bart different. Uh, How would you compare those two? I think she has a different On look Different on look Different mindset So the way that they behave Although physically They seem to behave in the same manner Brash manner Yes yeah. But very much um, directed by different Different, what do you call it? Different motives mm-hmm. Yeah So whatever that they're doing And wherever that they're going in the direction mm-hmm. In that particular direction I feel it's uh, different Different motives She's pretty much, she's untied I mean, Lila mm-hmm. She's not tied to anything She's just pretty much I'm my own person And Hey, you look you look interesting <laughs> Let me just, you know Or you, you suddenly drop into my life Like what Kel did And she's just like, okay I want an adventure Right <laughs> And she just goes on like that And then I think As things go about She continues on On her own merry way mm. And she has I guess um, Schwab did give her a bit of Insight mm-hmm. Into her Thinking about Kel and whatnot, But it's very much touch and go uh. And it feels like I'm still going to go on that adventure And whatever Whatever thoughts And, and everything It's based on her interactions mm. In the present At right. that moment in time Right Whereas Emma Has emotional ties mm. And loyalty mm-hmm. To like the Blackthorn family And to Jules And to this entire Idea of uh, You know Fighting for whatever rights mm. Whereas So I guess Motivations are very different one thing I, I like, I like Lala one, around the One thing I like about Schwab Is that her characters Feels very Individually They're very original Original? Like they don't have something That makes them Schwab Like they're This is Okay That being said I've not read Vicious I've only read one Type of work mm-hmm. I felt the characters Individually And I want to think of, I, want, I want you to think A bit about Um that special character in book two as well, mm. uh, but like individually they're very mm. different. Yeah. Um, well, just looking at okay, I'm at this point. I'm currently just starting book three of the trilogy, the last book. So there are some things that I cannot mention in this review. However, just remembering what I felt reading the first book, um, my favorite characters are uh, are Holland and Rye, and ironically, oh, I mean I was I did. Complete. I could not guess where the story is going to take us when I first read this book. I was so in love with Holland. Mm-hmm. Now Holland is the villain, right? To put it simply, he's a he's a villain, lah. But I'm very surprised because Holland appeared not too many times. In I was the so bummed book. out. Like upon his introduction, I was already hooked. Mm-hmm. Ah. What was the at which point of the introduction? Which scene exactly? When he dropped the letter to Rai, mm-hmm. he gave that letter, and and um. Because how we were introduced to Holland was the fact that he were not, we were not directly introduced to him. It was from the perspective of the two guards, mm-hmm. Rise guards, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, they were, they appeared very scared of him, right? This person who's like seemingly cold and evil and whatever." And yet, when we were introduced to him, the scene that unfolded in front of us was this very charming, slightly flirtatious Antari from the White London with with the prince. So I was kind of like, ooh, I mean, uh, my inner Fujoshi was kind of like ringing lah. I was kind of like, ooh, was that? Is this gonna? Is this? Is this a ship? Is this an official ship? Can I be a captain on this damn ship? You know, um, but well, if you read the book later on, you will see that it, it did not happen. go down that road. <laughs> it was. I was very bummed out, but I'm okay. Mm. I was bummed out with a lot of like, 
here's the thing about shop I cannot guess her it could okay. be because it's a form of a new genre for me I just could not see where the story is going how the characters will interact mm. um, so that put me in a spot whereby I feel quite uncomfortable throughout I was invested but I was uncomfortable because mm-hmm. you couldn't see the it's very unf- yeah it's mm-hmm. very, it was very unfamiliar for right. me yeah. um, what do you think about uh, Schwab's treatment of the characters in the first book especially the minor characters where she disposed yeah. of them yeah I okay I, uh, in my rereading just yeah. a little bit of the summary yeah I do remember now being bummed out about the all the minor characters facing some kind of issue or something other after or in the process while they were interacting with the main characters because mm-hmm. I did really like one of the minor characters Baron the yeah, Baron, inn owner the, the, uh, yeah innkeeper yeah, in, of Grey London I I liked him and so all of a sudden all of a sudden he was just like this bye mm. Yeah, I I feel I like Schwab with especially with treatment of her characters, right? Mm-hmm. She's very ruthless. You see, ruthless mm-hmm. in a way whereby she memang use these people as plot devices, literally just to twist the plot or like to, to function. Goal, to her goal, her being goal oriented, I suppose. Yeah, like and and I felt very like. I cannot guess Like Wait does that mean She's gonna kill Holland Like then wh- If this is how She's gonna treat Like the minor characters How will she treat The, the main characters You know what I mean So like For me How we were inv- I was kind of Invested of the uh, Of Rise Guards mm. Those two uh. And then they got Ended up killed uh, those ca- those was ca- uh, those instances was quite mean of her lah. I felt mm-hmm. also there are scenes also in the book whereby we were interested in some some random character having their own mini plot, mini race like a chapter with oh a yeah. plot, and then suddenly the next one was got killed, killed off. Yeah, was got he killed, killed off. Well? The, the, remember that was it a dwarf or something who he was serving his sentence by being trapped to a shop. Alright, that dwarf. Alright. Yeah, yeah, and then Cal came to went to him to get a chess piece. Like Cal tricked him and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was kinda like, Whoa, is this guy? Because mm-hmm. it was so elaborate. Mm-hmm. So I felt like was this is this guy gonna play a bigger role? And in fact but then next chapter he got killed. But remember there was another character as well that because because she went along this line of disposing all these minor characters as as you know, Cal and Lila goes along. Mm-hmm. There was this other character who uh, was in Grey London I believe And Kel gave him a board Because he said he wanted to learn magic Really badly yep. I thought he would get killed But uh, I think he was the one He was the book. one who still Survived mm, He mm. survived mm-hmm. I was really surprised Yeah that guy right Yeah I thought he was just a touch and go character yeah. <laughs> Instead he survived So again For me uh, As a person who has not read the third book I'm really I really don't know where we're going Like I kind of know But then it didn't turn out how I wanted it to mm-hmm. be So I was kind of like Hmm I actually like that It's uh, These are the plot twists That I kind of uh, Enjoy mm. And I like that She does all those things that is unpredictable. So, as a person who's read more fantasy compared to me, mm-hmm. do you think this is new, mm. or is it actually quite typical of fantasy writers? In terms of the plot twists, I would say yes. There were a lot of books that I have read mm-hmm. that I couldn't uh, imagine mm. that 
the ending would turn out this way right. or the ending of this first book or the second book would turn out this way mm-hmm. so I guess that's the thing that's in common I suppose They while there are quite a bit of hints forewarning or all this uh, different different hints sometimes the hints do not lead to the actual twist mm. so yeah I guess that's something in common and I I do like Mm. Being surprised, you know. Let's talk about the plot, uh, the plot structure, or the structure of the book, mm. right? So, um, for me, the structure, how the they they she divided the chapters, right, was mm. very interesting. At first, I found it a bit off-putting because if you notice here, mm-hmm. um, if you have the book, I'm not sure. Does does your book look like this? Yes, like this, even yes, for your copy. Yes, it has so they have like a big. Chapters and yet inside that each chapter there's like five mini chapters. It was very for me. I was like, what's the function? I don't get it. Do you do you think? Do you know I why? Think, uh, I feel this is actually Schwab's style of writing because I re- I'm reading Vicious now. Vicious has that kind of structuring as well. Structuring as well. Maybe not like one big one big chapter with different subchapters, but she likes to jump a lot. Between chapters, so while you see, you know, there's chapter one, two, three, and then suddenly there's another chapter one, two, three, mm-hmm. and you know, in in other books, it goes to two years back, two years later, two days, two days from now, two days back. Oh, it's wow. all over the place, and it's so not ambitious. Only, she plays not with only time. Ambitious, yes, ambitious. Oh. She plays with time. In um, her other duology, yeah, darker duet, a dark duet, uh, the savage dark duet. song. Yeah, there's also something along that lines. Perhaps that one was a bit more. Do you, okay, since you've had, since you have a bit more experience like about Schwab than me, mm-hmm. why do you think she she chooses to structure her work her works this way? What mm. functions do they serve? I think it's pretty much to get you to think and to kind of p- put the pieces together. I feel it's very much like a jigsaw puzzle. Like right. she's trying to get you to draw the connections on your own. Before you know, she leads. She goes into that mm. that ending or that part of the book. Yeah. So that's why it's a plot twist right. because you are confused, mm. perhaps. Mm-hmm. Okay, with all these happenings, mm-hmm. and then wham! Suddenly she hits you with, "This is how it actually." How turns it all ties out. together. Yes. So yeah. So for me, it was quite off-putting at first, but I got used to it and I just went with the flow. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, I felt like because of that structure, right. In the darker shade of magic, a darker shade of magic, I felt that certain scenes felt quite random. I think it kind of fits with your thing because I felt like I got snippets mm-hmm. of different scenes, and then suddenly, wham! Like then you see the function of this character, how it ties to the main character, and yeah. how they meet their end, or how what what be- what comes out of it, you know. So, to me, maybe that's my guess, and mm. I think you were spot on about the jigsaw puzzle analogy. Mm. Um, that's how Schwab writes. Mm. Um, it reminds me of another book. Rem- book. I think this is something that's a story that's very much studied in in intro to literature and stuff. Remember the rose, a rose for Emily. No, I've never read that one. So a rose for Emily is pretty much like it plays around with time. You are introduced to very different scenarios, but mm. they're actually all part of a timeline. I see. But it's all over the place. Mm. So you have to piece them together mm-hmm. in that sort. I, I don't know if there's a particular term. Do you enjoy that? I liked it. You like it. I right. liked it. Because you didn't you wouldn't you don't expect that ending. 
But after that, when you reflect and you kind of like put them together, mm-hmm. it's then it's like ah. Alright, so that's where the hints are. Mm-hmm. So that's how the foreshadowing worked here. Right. Yeah. So that rem- okay. I okay, with what you just said, I don't know why oh. I feel like the need to bring to sub to share with you some of my criticism about mm. this book. Okay, because um, and I'm not sure whether I mean for the readers or the, for the listeners, if you're interested, you're interested, go get it lah. It's, mm-hmm. it's worth your time. Mm-hmm. But like. I think from the previous episodes, um, when it comes to reviewing other books, uh, I we were both. It was very very clear that we were both just, was just fangirling all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think um, just to give you a bit of a spoiler, uh, my review or my rating for this book is not as high as you would expect, because while we acknowledge the brilliance of her organizational skills, the plot twist, how she uses characters to move the plot and whatnot. I just felt okay. There are two things that I reached the conclusion when I finished this book. First of all, when I picked up this book, I picked it up with the notion that knowing that the second book would be better, mm-hmm. and it's just that something I need to get used to. I mean, I need to get over with so that I could enjoy the second book because it was written like a YA supposedly, lah. Mm-hmm. Right, I, which you know I kind of disagree on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that what that's what kept me going. Second of all, if I have to summarize the whole plot, right, of this whole book, right, and mm-hmm. which is how many pages? Uh, around four, four thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. Four hundred and thirteen pages. Okay, it's it's a normal size book, but it's still thick, nevertheless. Um, I felt. The whole book was basically about Kel trying to fix his mistake About the black stone It was just about this tiny powerful stone mm-hmm. That he was smuggling yep. was, yeah, And he was just trying to fix that damn mm-hmm. mistake That was it <laughs> About book one yep. About yep. book one And then all the world building So if I did not have or uh, Book two or book three with me Or if they haven't come out yet mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about book one. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if I didn't have those two books out already, I probably wouldn't pick up book two and three. What about you? Do you agree with this? I agree that there were a lot of unanswered questions. And the plot line, once you go back to it, it's actually really simple. Very simple. But uh, I was compelled to read the second book because I was interested in Lila. I see I was interested in how things would turn out mm-hmm. And I felt like uh, She ended at a bit of a cliffhanger In terms of the White London thing With the yeah, twins yeah. So I wanted to find out what happened I see And then when I read the second book There was this special character oh. That just made everything And that's why I said it was more YA mm. Because I felt with that introduction of the character And more focus on Lila Let's just say his name lah His name is so damn nice to say anyway What's his name? Alucard Alucard Emery What You know Alucard reminds me Okay the only other time I've ever encountered uh, a na- The name Alucard Was from Cardcaptor Sakura So when he came out I was like Ooh Clamp <laughs> Cardcaptor Sakura I just like how his name sounds Alucard Emery Like he's <laughs> oh, The most charismatic character In this whole yes. trilogy Yes um, She does have a knack With character names I Yeah like Very names. fancy names Delilah Bart And then Kel Kel what again I, I can't remember his last name Marish? Kel Marish? Did, did he take on the name of uh, 
something. Okay, Antari. Kitchen, you know? Yeah, I, know. I think so. But yeah. it just feels, you know, very fantastical. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, she does have a way with names. So mm-hmm. Alucard Emery mm-hmm. is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous character, mm-hmm. uh, which you know we will only get in book two. Yeah. Um, I, I did feel that she focused a, a bit more on the characters in book two because she had already set the world, the world in book one. Mm-hmm. So to me. That focus of uh, characters mm. in book two, mm. that's something I considered as YA. Like, just remember that time when we were hashing out what's this YA genre? Yeah. And we came to a sort of uh, description that YA genres focus on more emotional emotions, mm-hmm. focus on development, mm-hmm. character development, focus on more. Um, you know, char- character relationships and stuff like that, and I felt book two went along that direction. Yeah. And to me, it felt like a different direction from book one. Yeah. Book one was Definitely. really pretty much landscaping. Right. And then book two was on character character development, introduction of characters. Yeah. So that's why I felt it was like YA to me. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so okay. that that was that was what I meant when yeah. I said you know it gets more YA in book yep. two. Yeah, that one I agree mm-hmm. um, And really guys It's purely based on interest here And you know our reviews are biased anyway mm, yeah. So like for me Not much character development And you know I'm a character driven reader So um, I felt like in the first book Characters are so interesting mm-hmm. Their premises are so interesting and But it was just like I felt like Schwab was just like Yep, they're interesting, but come along, come on, children. Like we're gonna have to move on to the next p- part. So I felt being stringing along, mm-hmm. but again, I was promised book two gonna be a lot of characters, and yeah. One thing I noticed, lah, just like, uh, can we just wrap this up, right? Sure. Like for me, in summary, for me, the plot was very simple actually. Yeah. The structure was not simple, mm-hmm. but the story was simple. Uh, characters was interesting, but not spent enough time on mm. in book one. Mm. So, uh, so for me. If as I close for myself, um, based on Goodreads rating, I would give this a three out of five. Mm. What about you, Sue? Book one, we are looking at book one, right? Book yeah. one uh, was a three point five. Yeah, it gets better. It gets better. Me. Okay. Yeah. Right. Later on. So I think that's our um, that's that's the end of our uh, review for a darker shade of magic. If this sounds appealing to you, go get it because it is fun. We didn't even manage to talk about the representation of the Londons. So maybe that's something that you can look forward to. Because yeah. she does talk a lot about it in book one. Yeah. And that's a concept that she explores yeah. in book two, towards the second half of the book, mm-hmm. after all that characters. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you could look forward to yeah, when you're reading book three. Exactly, exactly. Because I'm still not done with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guys, um, go pick it up. Um, give VE uh, Schwab a lot of love. Not that she needs more, but you know, I guess she needs more fans. Um, so if you want interesting world building, uh, sassy characters, mm-hmm. uh, a grand adventure and very fancy named characters, uh, this might be the book for you. So this is Safia. This is Sue. And this is, this is Young Reads. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.